Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Chasing Banners, episode 27 to be exact. My name is Dante Toro, aka Dante on Deck. You can follow me on Twitter at Dante on Deck. You can find everything you want to know about me, all sorts of NBA Celtics content, my podcasts, anything you want is there. And just like always, I am joined by my amazing co-host, Ryan Sheehan. Ryan, how is your day going, my friend? It is going wonderful, Dante. I'm so happy that you are back in the lineup this week. And along with Jason Tatum coming back in the lineup tonight against the Chicago Bulls, two stars returning. So we love that. (laughs) (laughs) But you can find me at 401Sheehan on Twitter. And then at the end of the show, I'll give you everything else. I'm here to talk Celtics. Forget everything else. Yeah, forget everything else. Everyone just like forget what you're doing right now. Don't even worry about what else is going on in the world in your life. And let's just spend this next 30, 40 minutes to just talk about some Celtics basketball, listen and just really engage with what is going on in the Celtics world. And thank you, Ryan. I, I, you know, I am back. I am making my return after a week uh, absence. Uh, I was out due to health and safety protocols. Um, (laughs) I was a little under the weather for the last few weeks. If it sounds like I'm a little congested, I'm I'm still not quite a hundred percent. I'd say I'm probably like 95%, um, but I'm doing much better than I was last week. It wasn't COVID. Uh, oddly enough, I, I do not have my smell or taste. I haven't had my smell or taste for the for a week and a half, essentially. Um, but I tested negative for COVID. So I, I think I just my my sinuses are just super messed up. Um, but it is what it is. I'm back. That's all that matters. And this Jason is Dante's Tatum, flu game. This is my flu game. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if I'll drop. Uh, I don't know if I'll be dropping 40, 50 points, but I'll try my damn hardest. I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, and I like me. Jason Tatum is also going to be back tonight against the Chicago Bulls, something that we have been anticipating and waiting for for at least two weeks. I think it's been uh, a little over two weeks since he's been out. Um, so, yeah, well, that is definitely going to be something that we are looking forward to seeing. But. We can't talk about that game because it hasn't happened yet. We're going to be talking about some games that have happened. So last week I wasn't here. And honestly, it probably is a good thing I wasn't because we would have talked about, I know you did it solo, Ryan. Um, we would have talked about the the New York Knicks game. Um, and oh I probably just would have had a meltdown uh, on live, uh, live uh, recording this. So it's probably a good thing for my health um, that I wasn't here to do that because I just would have ripped into people. But um I'm here to talk about we're here to talk about the last three games Celtics played twice against Philly and one against Cleveland. So the first game uh, they played this past Wednesday, Sixers won 117 to 109. This was a this was a frustrating lot. I feel like the one word to really describe this game was frustrating. So Kemba Walker, second game back, his first game was against the Knicks. Um, I'm not going to get into that. He and my so if I'm going to say something, he looked good against the Knicks stat wise. Nothing really popped out, obviously, but how he looked on the floor, he looked great. So that's really what I was looking for against the Knicks. And that is what I was continuing to look for in this game. Um, Kemba Walker was on a 20 minute uh, minutes restriction. He had 19 points. Marcus Smart, 25. Jalen, 26. Daniel Tice, 23 and 10 off the bench. Um, you know. The Celtics should have won this game. I, I'm just going to start by saying that, Ryan, and I, I'm going to give you the floor for as much time as you need. But this is this is my takeaway from the game. So the Celtics are up by, well, what was it? They were down. No, they were up three going into halftime, and they were up by six going into the fourth quarter. 
Um, you know, it was back and forth most of the way through. It was, you know, basically Joel Embiid versus the Celtics. It seemed like Joel Embiid was just being fed free throws. He was going to the free throw line constantly. Um, and when he was off the court, the Celtics, they were taking advantage of it. And that's where they were really getting their points. That's when they were really, you know, uh, edging away. They were kind of taking the lead. They were getting ahead of the Sixers. Um, third quarter, Kemba Walker didn't really play much. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, he's on a minutes restriction. It's kind of a close game. So Brad Stevens is saving his minutes for the fourth quarter. And that sounds beautiful because, like, you want him in a close game. You want him for those clutch situations. Um, Celtics were up by six going into the fourth. Ben Simmons had five fouls. And Kemba Walker basically had, I don't know, seven, eight minutes. He probably had, like, two-thirds of a quarter left in him. And going into the fourth, I'm thinking they're going to win this game. They should win this game. I mean, it's a game that we shouldn't win because we're not healthy and we don't have everyone. But, you know, we, we can win this game. And then the Sixers outscore Boston by 14. And like I said, they lost by eight. Um, Kemba Walker, I have no fault with it. I, it, it. I liked the idea of him not playing in the third and going to the fourth. But I think that kind of hurt Boston because when he came into the fourth, he just looked, he was just, out of rhythm. I mean, that's what happens. You want a minutes restriction. You play a, a certain amount of minutes. You get into a rhythm. You got to get taken out, and then you got to go back in and try to pick that up. It's tough when you're on a minutes restriction because it's just like you can't really get into a steady groove. You can't really get into a rhythm, and that's what happened. So Kemba, um, Kemba Walker really wasn't that much of a factor in the fourth. Jalen Brown, got he, he tired himself out by the time the fourth quarter came, um, and I think he missed like six shots in the fourth. Um, he had 26, but uh, I think he had 24 in the first three quarters alone. Um, and here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. And this is what people were talking about. Joel Embiid went to the free throw line 21 times. Um, that is unacceptable, not because of how the refs were allowing him go to the free throw line. Were some of the calls very questionable? Should he have gone to the line 21 times? Absolutely not. I'll, I'll say that. But it's not. that's not what I'm mad about. I'm not mad that the Celtics gave up 21 free throws to Embiid like – that doesn't happen a lot, but that does happen. It has happened and will continue to happen in the NBA. What upset me was the Sixers shot 45 free throws in total and the Celtics shot 20. So Joel Embiid had more free throws himself than the Celtics. Like mm-hmm. that should never happen. It's not that no, I'm upset. Sir. He went to the free throw line 21 times. I'm upset that the Celtics couldn't do anything about it to uh, counter that. They weren't getting to the line. You know, they weren't really getting a lot of calls, but at the same time, you know, it's on them. You got to try to, you got to fight for those calls. You got to get to the basket. You got to be aggressive. And I didn't see that from them. Um, So that was really, you know, free throws. That's what lost them this game. You know, I'm thinking like throughout the game, they shot 13 for 20. They shot 65%. They missed seven of them. And, you know, whenever guys are missing free throws that should be making free throws, I mean, Jalen missed three, Marcus missed three. I'm like, these are going to catch the, like, these are going to come back to haunt you. Like these free throws, like we're going to lose the game because we're not making the free throws that we should. Even if they shot hundred percent, we were still going to lose by one. It's just the matter of, it's just a matter of not allowing the other team to shoot 25 more free throws than you. That was really my biggest takeaway from this game. It was a game that the Celtics easily could have won. Like I said, Simmons had five fouls going to the fourth. He didn't check in until like four minutes left. Kemba Walker had so much playing time ahead of him. And, you know, he just – he was too cold. He, he, he just, you know, was out of rhythm. It didn't look good. And, you know, whatever it was with Jalen, he, he cooled down in the fourth, and the Celtics, they lost the game. So that's really what I have to say about that. Ryan, the floor is yours, please. 
Yeah, it's really tough to win a game considering uh, a team has 25 more free throws than you. And at the time, you know, I was just thinking of how the hell does that happen? How the hell does a team get 25 more free throws? And how does one player get more free throws than your whole team? And it, you're not going to be able to win games like that. And it's it's really hard to swallow this loss because the final score was 117-109. And with those, you know, missed free throws and a couple of those missed wide open shots, this game, it was a different game. We would have won. I mean, it, it was really tough to see. Jalen was going three for 10 from three. I mean, Kemba was, was one for six, too. Yeah, and he was one for six. Kemba was five for six at uh, yeah. the first half. I'm His pretty first sure. half in the first half, he had 17 points and he finished with 19. So that yeah. that kind of that's backs up my statement saying the whole rhythm thing, like him being taken out for that long really threw him off. Yeah, so it, it's just tough to come back and win a game like that. And it's, what I noticed with this team is, you know, if you have Jason Tatum in this game, they're winning this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, with both games, even when we talk <laughs> about the next game, I have literally no worries about facing the Philadelphia 76ers when both teams are 100% healthy because our guys are <laughs> – definitely going to beat out theirs. Like there's no doubt in my mind, we're just a better team. Um, one guy that stood out though, to me, Dante, you, you brought it up. Daniel Tice had 23 yeah. and 10. He had a great game. That and was his best 10 for 11 from the, I field. think that was the, his fifth game of his career where he had over 20. I mean, this is a career game right and, here. Like and 10 the, for 11. And the first Celtics reserve to have 20 and 10 off the bench since Leon Poe. So if you're in the same conversation as Leon Poe, you did something right. <laughs> it, it would be amazing if Daniel Tice could almost play like this all the time. Like he doesn't have to have a game like this every time. But if he could produce games like this, like like mm-hmm. occasionally or like like, I don't know. Like, if he can do it way more than he does, like, more than this, like, it, this team would be way better than what they are. I mean, we talk about how uh, the, the big position, how we really struggle there considering we we picked up Tristan Thompson and stuff. If Daniel Tice comes into games and plays like this, like, we're going to be perfectly fine. So, it, I, I was, I was e- extremely impressed with how he played. He played very well. And real quick, someone who didn't really show up, I think uh, I know who played, you're gonna. I think I know who you're gonna say. Yeah, and he played 22 minutes of the game with Semi Ojale taking one shot during the game. One shot. That's not and who he, I thought you were gonna say, but that oh, is someone that didn't play well. That yeah, is. he he took one shot during this game, and it was really bizarre to me. And like Semi Ojale, he we were talking about it before. He had a really hot start to the season, and he's kind of just been like on and then off, and like he's kind of like cooled down a little bit. So I'm hoping he kind of picks up his game a little bit more because he's one of those guys we were talking about. If he could play like he did at the beginning of the season, the bench is going to be fine. It's just Tatum, Brown, and Kemba. They're going to they're gonna be able to carry the team if they can get some help off the bench. Not all the help, some. They just need some. <laughs> yeah, this game made me question a few things. One, it made me question whether or not Daniel Tice should be starting and over Thompson instead of coming off the bench. I mean, when Tice is in the game with Kemba Walker, they have a they have an instant chemistry. They're so well on the pick and roll together. They're always I mean both sides are they're great at finding each other open. Um, you know, Thompson's there to be a rebounder. He's there to be a body, but like I think Daniel Tice chemistry wise should be starting over him just because I think that fits well with the uh, team at the same time. 
23 and 10 off the bench isn't that bad. No. Um, I, I don't think, you know, he's not going to be doing that every game, but it was encouraging to see. The other guy, so you said semi, he shouldn't, he, I mean, one shot is criminal. I think, yeah, criminal going to your right. point with how he's been cooling down a little bit, I think that just goes, um, you know, with his role. I mean, there are some games where, you know, he plays a good amount and there's some games where he doesn't. I think it's just like, Brad Stevens, I mean, he does this with a lot of people. He needs to consistently be playing guys, you know, consistent minutes, the guys that deserve it. Semi Ojale deserves to play, you know, 20 plus minutes a game, and he deserves yep. to shoot more than once. Yeah, he played one, 22 minutes. Yeah, he shot. needs to shoot more. I mean, obviously, like, I'm not saying that's, you know, it's a game changer. He's much, you know, he's the biggest game changer, but like, you know, if he shoots five, six times, who knows? Maybe he shoots six threes and he hit four of them, and, you know, that's a different ball game. Um, that's hypothetical, but I believe somebody should be shooting more than once. The one guy I was, I thought you were going to say, but I'm going to say Grant Williams. Um, oh, okay. he can't start. He yep, can't I'm, I'm going to bring team. that up later. He too. absolutely cannot start for this team. I've tried defending him, you know, from the beginning of the season. I think that, you know, he can contribute well to a team, you know, with his uh, IQ and able to do a few things on the court. But there are more times than not where he just looks like he doesn't belong out there. And against the Sixers, he just – I don't know what I was watching. Um, in this game, he shot one for three, and his first shot came in the first quarter, and he had, didn't miss it. He missed a, every single shot after that. Um, five fouls. He couldn't stay in the game because of that, too. 16 minutes. Yeah. I, I don't want him starting. Uh, I don't want two centers starting. I, I, in yeah, this I'm case, I think that. Semi Ojale should be the one starting. Yes. But now that Tatum's back, we'll see what they do. Um, but Grant Williams should not be starting. So I, I'm just going to leave it at that. Real quick, also, I am 150% off the Jeff Teague train. Um, I think, they- yeah, I, if you're still on it right now, like send me a postcard if you want. But like, I'm probably just going to rip it up when you send yeah. it. Yeah, I can't. It's I can't shame. take it. I can't it's take shame. it anymore. It's a real damn shame. I think what's most upsetting is that for years he was killing us when he was on the Hawks, and then he finally gets to Boston. He's just playing like an asshole. So yeah. and he's um, dribbling like he has tunnel vision. And like I said it last week, um, or when I was on the locker room app, this guy had like walls of people in front of him, and he wouldn't even see it. Like he would just dribble into a wall. Tunnel vision. Yeah, tunnel vision. and, and, and it, you know, you know what's just fantastic, man. You know what's fantastic, Ryan, is that when we signed T, when we signed Thompson and Teague, I immediately more focused on Thompson than Teague because T. Yeah, I was focused. I, I like T. I I I like the signing. I understood the signing, veteran point guard. You know, maybe you need a little bit more guard depth, especially because Kemba Walker was going to be out. You just drafted a rookie point guard. At that point, we didn't know Pritchard was going to make as big of an impact as he has. So I understood it, but I didn't care for it as much as I cared for Thompson. Agreed. I started caring a little bit, you know, more when he came out hot in the preseason. He didn't miss a three for the first, like, few games that he was wearing a Celtics uniform. Um, and, you know, I, I think we're just going to segue into the next game off this topic. So going into the next game against Philly, um, mm-hmm. where they also lost 122 to 110, Peyton Pritchard had a very, very scary injury. Um, it was a uh, – he sprained his MCL, a grade one sprain. Uh, sprain. Um, that is quite literally the best case scenario for himself and the Celtics because yeah. I don't know about you – I know a lot of people thought this. 
as soon as he went down, I, I just thought he tore his ACL. Just oh, the, so just, did I. The way replay, it went inward, just the replay. Dwight oh. Howard pushed Jalen into pushed Jalen. Jalen fell, went right into his leg. The way it just like went a, a weird, super awkward, and he immediately was holding it like and just the look in his face. They they put the camera in his face, and I it, he was he worded. I I felt it pop. Yep. Right. When, as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, he tore his ACL and he could barely put any weight on it, um, had to get help to the locker room. So, you know, obviously, thank God he is good. Um, thank God it's just an MCL sprain. He should be out only two weeks. So that is perfect. Um, but him being out means that we're going to be seeing more Jeff Teague. And oh, my God, I was just like, Teague, just please do something to help us starting tonight. He played 18 minutes this game, one for five, shooting three points, two assists. I wanted to kill myself watching oh my him God, play basketball. I can't take this guy anymore. He, it's just like you have one role. Like, literally just don't – like, just be smart. Bro, just, just like, stop shooting. He, <laughs> like, just I don't I, – like, Look, look he where did you're this going, the stop Knicks. shooting. He, he did this against the Knicks, and he does this a lot. He he got a rebound and he was going to the basket. Or, no, he got an offensive rebound in the paint. Could have went up for it. Literally, like there was one guy there, but he like he could have floated it up and it would have went. It it was gonna go in. I can't really exactly like play by play tell you who was where, but I'm telling you he was gonna. It would have went in if he went up with it. He passed it out to Jalen for a three who was who had Mitchell Robinson on him and it got blocked and that ended the first half. Like it's like Jeff Teague makes decisions like that where he's not thinking. It's just like go for the easy bucket. Or instead of he's just doing too much, um, and a lot of people when we signed Jeff Teague, they were like, "Hey, watch out for this guy!" Like, you know, it's not as good as it seems. And you know, I took that with stride. I was just like, "I hear you. I'm not really. I'm not too like. I'm not the most thrilled person in the world about the signing, but I'll I'll keep that in mind." And wow, 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 were they right? Yeah, um, you for know, sure. we had our honeymoon. We had our honeymoon for like a week. We had that honeymoon phase where he was doing well. It's like, oh, yeah, he can, like, be a scorer off the bench. Like, hey, hell, he maybe he'll start and give us some points when Kemba's gone. Nope. I don't want him. I don't want him in the game. I don't want him touching the basketball. There are games where he looks very well. Like, there are games where he looks really good. And there's some games where he looks like ass. And those games are 90% of the time. And I don't want to take the risk of whether the next game is going to be that 10% where he plays well or not. I'd rather not. So, I think it's a great thing that Kemba Walker's back. It's unfortunate that, that Pritchard got hurt because I think now when everyone's healthy, if I'm the head coach, Jeff Teague isn't getting those backup point guard minutes. I'm giving most of those to Pritchard and other guards. Teague, yeah. I don't mind. For a veteran presence, for in the locker room, I'll keep him around. I'm not saying we should trade him, but I don't want him playing. So, Yeah, I'm I'm definitely – like on you, like I'm, I'm with you on that. Like You're Jeff Teague. You? Yes, I am on. You. Yeah. I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> done. Zoom right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely done with Jeff Teague. Like it's just absolutely ridiculous at this point. The guy's decision-making is, is a little crazy. It's just, he has the mind of a squirrel at this point. Like he just literally is not doing anything beneficial to this team. And whenever mm-hmm. he's on the floor, he's just making them worse. There's just like literally no point. And there's a stat I wanted to point out. Um, Adam Taylor actually pointed this out for me. Jeff Teague has not played a game this year without, well, obviously that Pritchard's hurt now without Pritchard being on the floor with him. So like all that time during the year, Peyton Pritchard was playing with Jeff Teague. So that like Jeff Teague, like 
he was getting help from Pritchard, but at the same time, he was still doing awful. Like, I just don't want Jeff Teague on the floor at all. Pritchard at this point, as a rookie, only like a month in or whatever it is, like a few months in, he has shown me way more than what Teague can potentially bring to this team. Like, I, I just want to, like, he's already surpassed him in the rotation at no, this point. Uh, no arguments from me, my man. That's why I'm saying when the Celtics are fully healthy and they have everyone good to go, I'm giving those minutes to Pritchard. I'm giving, I'm giving 25 to 30 minutes a night off the bench from Pritchard than I am. I'd rather play Pritchard. You know, I'll, I'd rather give Pritchard like all 48 minutes. And yes. Give Jeff Teague one. And like, no I'm chance not, of Jeff Teague playing. I just, and it sucks. It really sucks because like I want him to play well. And, you know, the idea of having that veteran point guard, he should be doing well, but he just hasn't. And it's just like, you know, if he's not doing well, you, 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 you got no one to stop giving him chances. And I think that's where we're at right now. So I, it's unfortunate. It sucks that Pritchard just got hurt because we're going to have to see Jeff Teague play. Um, but I, Pritchard, man, Peyton Pritchard, if you're listening to me, please come back as soon as you can. Rehab, MVP, get healthy. Please. MVPP, please. I cannot, I cannot stand to watch Jeff Teague on my TV. So please come back, get healthy. We need you. But – Let's but, talk about the big night that Jalen Brown had dropping yeah, 42 some, points on 16 there, for 28 shooting. There were some positives this game. Jalen Brown definitely was one of them. Yep. There, I mean, throughout this whole stint when Jason Tatum was gone, he, he's been balling. And I, I like, yeah. this is the reason why like people like me, like you, like people that just defended Jalen Brown all these years. Like, this is why, like this guy paying is finally off. showing off and it's this paying is off why Danny ain't worth this every season. penny. This season right now is the exact reason why Danny Ainge never traded uh, Jalen Brown. Like him breaking out the way he is this year. Like we talk about this all the time and I'm not going to sound like a broken record. I'm not going to go in circles, but he literally is having like just an incredible year. And, and I mean, if we're looking at the statistics, I mean, he really is having an MVP like year. I mean, career highs across the board, all NBA. 27 points a game, 53% from the field, 43% from three. We're talking about him. And this is what happened last year. We're coming into the year thinking Jason Tatum should be an all-star. Turns out he takes this absolute leap, makes 13 all NBA this season. We expect Jalen Brown to be an all-star. He, you know, you could argue that he could have been one last year. He wasn't, um, and, you know, that's what we wanted. I think that was the next step for Jalen, making the all-star team. Now, I mean, same thing. Look at the leap he's taken. It would shock me if he didn't make an all-NBA team this year. Like At this point, in my opinion, I think Jalen Brown is hands down a top 15 player in the NBA. Like Hard to argue. I re- Dude, it's just like you just look at how he's playing. Like You have the stats, right? You, you can look at the stats. You can take that for what it is. But when you watch him play and you he's just so compare good. it to how he's been, his progression is like literally insane. And I think that his progression, you could argue, is more impressive than Tatum's progression. Because when you drafted yes. Tatum, you saw that star potential. Like you, we knew that we were drafting someone that could be the face of the franchise. Jalen Brown, like, yeah, he was a third overall pick. Yeah, he's a guy that could be like a cornerstone for this team, someone we can build around. But not like to the same extent as Tatum. Like Tatum was supposed to be the guy. Now it's just like, who is the guy? We have the guys. We have two players that are literally like bona fide that are on the verge of being superstar. I think Tatum's closer to being a superstar than Brown is, but Brown isn't that far behind him right now. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that, I just, I don't know if I can come up with 14 guys, uh, 15 guys that are better than Jalen Brown right now. Just every single game, 
It's something new. This game, he had 42. Uh, since Tatum's been out, he averaged, I think, before Tatum was out, like this stretch of games, he was averaging like 21 points a game or something like that without Tatum. And, you know, yes, he's having these incredible performances. Kemba Walker's still easing back into it um, uh, and whatnot. But, you know, him being able to put these perform, like have these performances while being the clear number one option shows you that he can be a number one option. So we really have two number one options. Someone asked me on Twitter, like, is it what, what's the situation with Tatum when he comes back? Is it going to be like Tatum's the number one guy, Brown's number two, or is it 1A, 1B? It's 1A, 1B. It, it's just like either one of those guys, I would not mind, you know, taking 20, 30 shots. One guy is going to go off one game or they both could go off. It's like, they're just so special. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's just every single game. It, he just finds a new way to impress me. And this game was no different. 42 points, nine rebounds, 16 for 28, five for eight from three. It's just like, he's, he's just having an unreal season and it's a, and it's a pleasure to watch. And it's a pleasure that, you know, we've been defending this guy for years. We've been defending this guy from people saying he should be traded in this and that. We're like, no, just wait. Yep. This is what we were waiting for. So it's, it's amazing. It really is. He, he, I'm going to be honest with you. He might be the hardest worker in the entire league. Hard like, to this, argue. This guy does not stop. This guy only knows to grind and hustle. Did but you see is, that quote? This is why I love him, man. Did you see that quote that resurfaced? It was from draft night, and he was just like, you know, like I know I'm not like the, one of the top prospects and all that stuff, and I don't have every skill set in the book, but Rome wasn't built in a day. And he's basically yeah, I telling love like that how quote, hard bro. he's going to work. He goes, just wait. He goes, my time will come. Bro, like th- that. I'm going to go to at, war. Looking back city. on that. Looking back on that shit now, like, man, that gives me chills. Like, this guy really busted his ass to get to where he is right now. Like, yes, he did. The adversity, like, that season, that one season where it was Kyrie's last year and he was coming off the bench and he was just having a terrible year. He was talking about mentally he just wasn't there. He was, like, just did not enjoy at basketball like he once did. And just to see, you know, him to come from that, come back from that and just play the way he is, like, it. It's awesome. It, it really is. He's so fun to watch just because, like, he is so smooth. Like, ball handling, his movement, the way he makes decisions, just he can do on everything. defense. Like, he does – he literally does everything. Like, this is literally why, like, it was – there was no point in getting James Harden because Jalen Brown is going to be that good. Like, he is – he's starting to show it, like – this is the beginning of what Jalen Brown is going to be, and it's just going to get better. It, it really Once, is. Yeah, one, two years ago, you could say you could look at his offensive game. I'm just focusing on offense here. And you could tell there were a ton of weaknesses, like very, like not that no. great at handling the ball. You know, he can drive, but he can't really. He's, it's harder for him to get past guys because of that weak handle. Can't you know, shoot. Can't shoot uh, every year. That would keep getting better and better. This year, dude, like last year I said, I was like, Jason Tatum has little to no weaknesses on offense. Jalen Brown right now has little to no weaknesses on offense. Like, yeah, he he's like crazy. five or eight and three. He is shooting three. It's not like he's doing catch and shoot or it's like, uh, you know, just one, one type of three point shot that he's continuously doing. He's doing pull-ups off the screens, creating his own three catch and shoot off the dribble, everything he can score from all over the floor. One of the, best mid-range shooters in the NBA. There was the stat that came out 
Um, I, I don't have it in front of me, but it was like he's shooting 75% at the rim or whatever it is on at least five field goal attempts. Like he can finish like no one else. He can shoot the mid range like no one else. And he's shooting a career high from three. It's just like he has every like it's, he's in his bag every game. It's like it, he's just a special player and he's he's only going to get better, too. And that's what we were saying about Tatum. It's scary to think that and it's scary to think the same with Jalen. They're only getting better. It's just, they're so young. It's like, what are they going to be like when they're in their primes? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's Not just even insane. in their primes yet. So crazy. Not, people hit their primes. They say around like 27, 26, 27, 28 is when like you, you enter your prime. Tatum's 22. Brown's 24. They are years away from hitting their prime and they're playing like they are now. Mm-hmm. just get ready just get ready nba it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing but so that was really one of the only bright spots uh spots marcus had 20 kemba had 19 um tough but, you know tough shooting for three for kemba one for seven yeah he wasn't shooting that well from three i mean this game came down to you know again frustrating loss it was close the entire way through boston was up by um three going into the second half just like the game before and they gave up 42 points in the third uh got outscored by 14 and that was really it that's that's what cost them the game they came they had no energy they played no defense they just stopped trying and you know they they tried getting back into it in the fourth at one point it was within three points and then philly went on like a 10 nothing run and um ben simmons was uh, to a lot to blame there um he was a the biggest reason why they went on that run but um yeah the celtics let the game slip through their fingertips and it's just like i said to you before this i went into both these philly games expecting a loss i wasn't expecting boston to win because i knew we didn't have tatum kemba walker still on a minutes restriction the sixers are good guys i need also the listeners to understand it's not like we're losing these frustrating games to like mediocre or bad teams the sixers are really good the Sixers are really good this year. Doc Rivers was the best signing that this team has had in years because he knows what to do with uh, Embiid and Simmons. People, you know, they say what they want about Simmons. He can't shoot. He can't do this and that. And I get that completely. I think that's something that will continue to hold him back. But he is so, so good at everything else. Great he, hands at the end of this all game. NBA, he, all NBA first team defender. One of the best playmakers in the league. I mean, he had three rebounds this game, but he's like six ten. You can grab ten boards a game if you had to. You know, he doesn't score that much, but he's so good at everything else. So it's just like, you know, I'm not completely worried about this team. I'm not completely worried about this loss. Nope. Um, but it's just it's it's frustrating when, especially it's a game you were so close, you could have won, and they just let it slip, and and that's what they did. Real quick, Dante, I just want to make a public service announcement. <laughs> Jalen Brown is that man. All right, thank you. He is a man, and he is that man. He is that boy. He is that man. Yeah, Watch out. I think, I think it's, time, smooth. it's time to give Jalen Brown his roses. Um, you know, yes, it's sir. T- you know, even though he's having an MVP like year, I feel like he's still underrated, which is crazy yes. to think about. Yes, I, just I feel think. like I just don't know. I just feel like he isn't being talked about as enough as he should. Like I, I don't know. That that's just my opinion there, but. Celtics, they lost their second game to the Sixers uh, two games in a row. So we not worried, in, not worried, not worried because playoffs come around. We all know what happens in the playoffs. Playoffs is a completely different uh, game. So we'll we'll see them again. And hopefully the next time we see them in the regular season, I just want us to be healthy. I want both teams to be healthy because I want to see yes. both teams healthy going up against each other because that's, yes. you know, that's when you can really tell who's better than who, whatever. But anyways, so 
we had the Cleveland Cavaliers yesterday on Sunday. Um, this I was nervous going into this game simply because the, the Cavs just beat the Nets back to back um, going into this game. And not for nothing, you know, the Cavs aren't bad. They're really like they're eight and eight right now. They're Jared the- Allen was a great signing. They got Jared Allen for a first round pick I'm, from Milwaukee. Yeah, so that's that signing like trade. A late 20, a pick in the late 20s. They literally got him for nothing. And Jared Allen is going to end up becoming their starting center eventually because Drummond's out the door because um, he's going to be a free agent after this year and they're not going to pay him whatever he's going to be asking for. Jared Allen fits the timeline with Sexton and uh, Garland, Sexland. Um, so that's like, you know, that's not a big three, obviously, but that is like, you know, that's a mini three that you can, you know, that you can build, build around that for sure. Absolutely. And they have a Kuro too. They just drafted um, Osman, Larry Nance Jr., who in my opinion is also underrated this year. Um, defensively, I think he is a top defensive player of the year candidate right now that no one's talking about. He is absurdly good on defense. Um, but this game, the Celtics needed to win. They needed to win. If they lost to the Cavaliers after losing uh, three in a row, at this point they were on a three-game losing streak. The Knicks, the two Philly games, then you know, I even though the Cavs are okay, I, I'd still have some trouble coping with a loss here. But this, we didn't have to worry about that because the Celtics won by 38 points. Um, they were up by 41, I believe, at one point, which was the biggest lead that they've had in. Uh, since they beat the Chicago Bulls by 56 a few years ago, if if my <laughs> if my brain is telling me the correct things right now, I'm I'm not a statistician, but I remember seeing these things and I tend to remember them. So I think that's what the stat is. Um, Celtics won by 38, and I I think really the the biggest thing, Jalen Brown scored the most points in under 20 minutes by any player and by any NBA player ever. He had 33 points in 19 minutes. That has never happened before. 13 for 20 shooting, too. 13 My for God, shooting, man. 3 for 4 from 3. He was just literally on fire. I mean, he was just making everything, hitting everything. Just like the Cavaliers were just letting him do whatever he wanted. If he had three fouls in the first half, he finished with three fouls. If he didn't get into foul trouble in the first half, and obviously if the game was closer than what it was, I know he had only had 33 and he'd be 17 away, but this could have been a 50 point game for Jalen Brown. Like it really could have been like, he was just not missing. Um, And like I said, from the game before, it's like every game he comes out and it's just something else to be impressed about. And this was no different. Um, Just setting records, continuing his hot streak, his hot start to the season. And you just love to see it, Ryan. You just really love to see it. You do love to see it, Dante. And there was something during this game uh, I wanted to point out. I said earlier, I want to get back to Grant Williams. Um, this guy was doing awful in garbage time last night. Like, Oh, yeah. I he also that last. He, he could not play with, like, he couldn't play in garbage time. Like, there was, like, it was no competition at all. And this guy could literally not handle. He couldn't do anything. He literally could just not play. Like, he's been, he's been having a tough year, for sure. Yeah. He has, so let me... for sure. He shot one for three for the last three straight games. Um, he shot one for five against the Knicks and then one for three again against Orlando. Um, yeah, he started again that second Philly game and he sucked again. He came off. <laughs> he was basically, if this wasn't a blowout, he wasn't going to play. He was going to be a do not play. He only played because they were up by 40 points going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, and again, like you said, played like garbage. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is with him. I don't know. 
what's going on. What has on. even happened with him? I don't know. I mean, he is, should be a guy that's contributing, you know, not a lot. Like, we're not asking for him to put up, like, double-digit points or get double-digit rebounds or stuff. We just want him to play good, and he he hasn't. He just straight-up hasn't been playing good. So, I don't, I don't know what to do with him. I, there have been games where he plays 20. I'm sure – <laughs> tonight we probably might play 20 plus minutes and then or he might play zero minutes i feel like there's no in between with brad stevens and grant williams um but you know what i don't want to be negative this game because we did win by 38 so let's talk about some positive things my yes. boy finally aaron Neesmith had a good game yeah he had a very good game uh 17 minutes 11 points six rebounds most importantly shot four for six from the field three for five from three here's the thing what I noticed from him whenever he plays is that, you know, he's shooting, he's trying to shoot, he's trying to get his shot down, but he's also trying to do a lot of other things. He got six rebounds, two offensive rebounds. He saved the ball from going out of bounds twice. Like he'd literally like not completely dive to the floor, but he'd literally like jump out of bounds and like have to make like an athletic play to keep the ball in bounds. He's doing a lot of other things to, you know, make a uh, good use of his minutes. Um, and you know, Aaron Neesmith, and I'm, I'm sure we've said this before, he just needs to keep playing to get better. I, I yes. think that's just the biggest thing, you know, because if he was if it was the G League, he'd be playing 30, 40 minutes a game, and that's what would make him better. Mm -hmm. um, in this case, you know, there's no G League. There's no, you know, he didn't have summer league, nothing like that. The only way for him to get better is by playing real NBA minutes and blowouts. You know, I, I we need to have more blowouts simply for this too, so Aaron Neesmith can get more playing time. But, you know, even in close games and stuff like he get every single game, he looks better than he did in the last game. And last night was the best game he's had in his career. And that's very um, encouraging. So I'm hoping, you know, I think another thing too with him is he needs confidence. And I think last night gave him a lot of confidence, you know, mm -hmm. seeing the shot, he needs to see the ball go in the basket. He hit three threes last night, shot 60%. And I think that's, it's, that's a great boost to his confidence. Yeah, I agree with you. They just need to get more games like this simply just to get Aaron Neesmith some playing time because this is literally going to just make him better. And without the G League, it's going to be really tough for him to get minutes. But in games like this where he can play like a whole quarter, that's great for him. And I, and I really love that for him. And uh, another guy that stood out to me, Dante, last night, um, and you might have to consider this. Maybe we consider um, – him getting the minutes that he yes. gets. Yes, yes, yes. Carson yes, Edwards yes, has yes, been turning yes, 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 it yes. around. Yes, yes, sir, he yes. has. And Carson Edwards has been looking smooth. He's been moving well. His shots are dropping. He's making the correct decisions. And even on his shot decisions, they're correct. This guy, I would rather give Carson Edwards all of Jeff Teague's minutes just to see what he has done, like what his progression is like, because so many people have counted him out in, in, in me. I've just been like, I don't know if Carson Edwards is the guy to come off the bench, give him all of Jeff Teague's minutes and especially in tonight's game and see what he can do. Because I think Carson Edwards is starting to turn around a little bit. He's had a good run of games. Yeah. Listen, Carson Edwards has been playing very well since he went full horny on his Twitter account and just started retweeting <laughs> porn. Uh, he said he got hacked, but we don't know. Um, listen, last night, 19 minutes, 18 points, 7 for 12 from the field, 2 for 6 from 3, 5 rebounds. Jeff Teague, 12 minutes, 0 points. <laughs> yes. So, you know, um, am I yeah, – here's the thing with Carson Edwards. I, I, I think he, you know, he has potential. I think he can be good 
when he has opportunity. The issue is, is that last year he didn't take advantage of the opportunities that were given to him. And now that we have, you know, an abundance of point guards at this point, I mean, when we're all healthy, we got Kemba smart, even though smile, I don't count smart. We'll go Kemba Teague and Pritchard. I mean, Carson's the odd man out, unfortunately, you know, him being undersized, you know, doesn't really help that much. Um, you know, when he gets an opportunity, he can play very well. And last night he played very well. I, I agree. I think I'd much rather give him minutes than Jeff Teague. I just think, you know, Carson Edwards, like he can shoot a lot. He can shoot threes. He can chuck threes. But I feel like at the same time, he's smart about it. And he's not just going to be like playing like Jeff Teague does where it's like tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, you know, I, I in all honesty, I think the, the biggest issue with Carson Edwards I think someone just needs to like tell him like every game, like, Oh no. Yeah. We well, no, we're playing Cleveland again. Oh really? <laughs> we're, we're playing them for the 70th time this year. Yeah. No. Like that's just the way the NBA, like just made the schedule for us. We're just playing Cleveland every game because when he plays against Cleveland, he kills it. Um, just keep telling him, get, keep going in every game, go into the same game, <laughs> go into the game with the same mindset that you go in when you play Cleveland. I don't know if he just naturally plays well against them, but you know, he needs to keep doing that to play against other teams. But I, I did like what I see. I was shocked that he even got playing time. I, I just wasn't expecting him to play. Um, I guess it made sense. You know, first game without Pritchard, Brad Stevens trying something out. And, you know, it, it worked out. So hopefully we'll see some more of him tonight against Chicago. Yeah, hopefully. And uh, we'll see way less than Jeff Teague because I pray this I this pray. man, this man has to retire. This man is a bona fide scrub. He can't play the game of basketball. <laughs> His hands are too small. He, he can't, can't dribble. He can't move well. <laughs> no, no. I mean, listen, we're we're not trying to compare him to the all-time great Kwame Brown. All right, but Stephen A. Smith, the best random. That, that was one. Of, that honestly was. That probably is like a top ten like rant. Period. Like yes. any sport for any commentator, anything like that was just an incredible. It's like Pau Gasol gets traded to the Lakers. Like, what are your thoughts of them? What are your thoughts on the trade? He goes. He goes. I don't give a damn about Pau Gasol. He goes. The most important thing they got rid of Kwame. Tommy Brown. <laughs> like the way he says it. It's so funny. Stephen A. Uh, Smith is the wisest man in the NBA. No one will yeah, ever convince me otherwise. Yeah, hey, hey, I mean, that led to the Lakers winning a championship, so I guess it worked out. But anyways, Kwame Brown isn't on the Celtics. Kwame Brown isn't even in the NBA anymore. God bless his soul. I think Kwame Brown oh, was, bust. I was going to say, I was about to say, didn't he get into kickboxing? That was Darko Milicic. I don't know if you knew that, but he does Wait, like, did he really? He does like kickboxing oh in like Russia or something like that. Some in some country, he literally just like, it, it's just kick. It, I don't know what, I think it's called kickboxing, but it's literally just boxing, but you just kick, you just kick your opponent. Oh, like, you, Muay Thai. It's Muay yeah, Thai. Yeah, I think, okay. I think that's what it was. He, they literally just kick each other. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the dude's seven feet tall. He's a big body. So I'm sure I, I wouldn't probably feel good being kicked from him. No, um, no way. <laughs> but yeah, imagine so, getting, um, t- imagine taco fall doing that. You have no I, chance, bro. I could be wanna, 30 feet away and he's still would, reaching. Yeah. I don't even, that would break every bone in my body. But, <laughs> all right. So let's, we don't have to talk about centers, butts and taco fall. Um, what were you even talking about? Jeff? T- I think we were talking about Jeff. I don't know how Jeff Teague led us into scrub. talking about Kwame Brown. I mean, yeah, Jeff Teague's a bona fide scrub. That's how we got into it. Um, but yeah, so just no more Jeff Teague. I, I I don't, I, I don't know if Brad Stevens listens to this. I don't think he does. I'd put money that he doesn't, but if you do Brad, please 
just don't play Jeff Teague. Um, and don't do two centers either. Yesterday was the best that the two centers did look. Tyson Thompson did start again. Tice had 17 and six. I, I don't want to see that. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't want to see it. Just don't go back to old habits. Tatum's going to be back. Figure it out. Kemba is not playing tonight too, I should know, because uh, of rest. But I'm sure that we're not going to be starting two centers when everyone's healthy. But, like, I don't know. I just don't want to see that again. I, I, I just don't want to go back to stressing out about seeing Thompson and Tyson on my screen at the same time. Can we just talk about how we blew this team out of the water? And they, the Brooklyn this, Nets the, lost twice. The in a Cavaliers row. have going into this game. I don't know what it is now. I'm sure that they're lower now because we put up 141 on them. They had the second best ranked defense in the NBA. Yes, very so hard to believe like considering said, how Cleveland we own them. Isn't bad. They're not bad this year. They're actually pretty good. Um, and their defense. You know, I talked about Larry Nance being a great defender. You know, that's you know, there's a reason why they're number two in defense. Larry Nance is there too. He's helped them a lot. Okoro is. You know, his he's known for his defense coming out of college. Nothing else, really. Him being athletic and being a good defender. Um, Jared Allen, of course, too. He's a good, he's a great defender, and he just got there. Um, but you know, it, you know, we put in work on the second best defensive team in the NBA, and they needed the win. They definitely needed it. Um, and yeah, uh, do you have any other takeaways from this game? Oh uh, no, not from the game. It was just unbelievable how this Nets team lost twice in a row. And, and, and it's right? like, yeah, yeah, and, and it's like. We smacked them. Like, I understand they had the best, like, second defense in the league. But, like, we blew them out. And the Nets lost to these guys with their three studs. Sexton went off against So, them. yeah. Oh, no. He went off. That it, first but it's- game, that first game, like, you know, obviously the Nets, sh- they, they shouldn't have lost either game. But let me tell you, Sexton was not missing that no. first game. That double OT game, he shot – he had 20 straight points – for them in overtime and both uh-huh. overtimes. That's absurd. He literally beat the Nets himself in overtime. He did. He did. But um, the the Nets, I, I just, I'm just saying, I'm bringing that up, showing that they lost to this Cavaliers team. It should show like the Nets have a weakness on defense and we are very capable of exploiting those weaknesses. The Nets don't play defense, everyone. If you no. watch the Nets play, they can score. They probably, aren't, and I'll be completely honest with you, it would not shock me if I they just went off and scored like 160, 170 in a the game. They probably um, will. They pro- I, I feel like at one point there's going to be a game where all three of them are just clicking and they're not missing, and then Joe Harris is going to hit like 10 threes. Yes. Um, but they will if they if they put up 170, they will give up 150. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they just don't play defense. They but, don't you know. play D, but I, I guarantee you, they're going to have to make a move like once they're allowed to, because I, I saw earlier, they can't really make uh, that many trades right now, considering like the contracts of their considering team that they're owing $115 million yeah. to three players. Yeah. yeah they're they're going to have to like sign someone who can somewhat help out on D because the, the nets, like they'll be able to score like 125 points per game. But who's to say that the Celtics aren't going to be able to keep up with you and outscore you? It's it's going to yeah. be a game of outscoring. It's going to be a game of the Celtics yeah. are just going to have to have big defensive stops and really capitalize on offensive possessions. If it gets down to the point, if the teams are still the same the way they are and it's in the postseason. Yeah, no, the, the Celtics need and to get better on each other. They need to get better on defense for sure. But I mean, if you're playing the Nets, I think it's just going to come, come – it's just going to – end up being a shootout i Mm -hmm. think it's just gonna be a matter of who scores the most like listen 
the Celtics could be the best defensive team in the NBA. They could be at the top of their game. It's still going to be very hard to stop a team like the Nets from going off and scoring a ton of points. So when you go up against a team like Brooklyn, it, listen, you can you can allow them to score a lot. You just got to give it right back to them. If you go cold exactly. against the Nets, you're done. Yes. That's just how it's going to be this year. Um, uh, yeah, it's very it's been interesting to see how they've been playing there. I don't know if you saw this. There was that rumor. Um, you know, they could be going after JaVel McGee on the Cavs. Yeah, but they that's also what could be going after Kevin Love. That that was a rumor as well. I don't know. I don't even think they could even do that. Like the Kevin Love, the Kevin Love deal would be way too big for them it unless they gave make, up Kyrie. It doesn't even make any sense, period, because it's just like, like I said, like they, they that adding him would it help them with scoring? Yeah, I guess so. But like Kevin Love hasn't been good in like four years, and he also can't defend. So that just makes your team much worse defensively. So I don't, I don't think that's even something that's going to happen. But it was just like it just coming talk kind of like what we're talking about how saying like they, they don't defend if you bring in kevin love that, that just makes it worse um so yeah that i guess that's something to keep an eye out on but at the same time i i wouldn't uh, get my hopes up or put too much stock in the kevin love to brooklyn rumors yeah i would just have to say the nets they will figure it out at some point but they're not going to be good at defense they'll no. they'll figure they'll figure out how to get stops in important situations but they are not a defensive team at all. Like they, Listen, I'll be honest get killed with you. at some points. I'll be honest with you. It's kind of fun watching them play. It is. I mean, it is because they got James Harden, they got Kevin Durant, and they got Kyrie and, Irving. And it's three scoring. exciting I mean, players. Watching a lot of scoring is fun. James Harden, you know, and, you know. All right, we're just gonna end it on. We're gonna after I say this, we can. I respect it. James Harden. He's taking a back seat. I was gonna say, I, you know, I, I, I'll say it. You know. I did not know if, you know, him being traded, if he would actually like, you know, take a back seat, um, you know, be more unselfish uh, playing with, you know, whoever he played for. Wow. I mean, they, they beat the Miami heat two nights ago. He shot, he only had eight shots. Durant had 19. Kyrie had 17. He had 12 points, 11 assists. He has the most assists in the NBA this year. I think he's gotten over double digit assists or nearly every game. He's had double digit assists. Um, He's playing extremely well on all both ends of the floor. Um, so I, I give Harden a lot of props. Uh, I give credit. You got to give credit where credit's due. He has done very well on the Nets, yes. um, and they will figure it out. They, they absolutely are going to figure it out because it's still the KD and Kyrie show, whichever – no matter which way you look at it, it's always going to be the KD and Kyrie show, and Harden's going to be that third guy. But, like – it's really tough when that, he though. when he has to pick it up, he'll pick it up. But it's just like he's being just a very unselfish teammate. And you know, I think, you know, I, I, in a way, you could have seen it coming because it's like he wanted out of Houston so bad, and it's just like he wanted to go to a title contender. And now that he's here, like he had to prove that like it was all for something. Like yes. they're not going. They, KD, Kyrie, and Harden are not going to waste this opportunity because, I mean there's no other team in the NBA really that has a big three, like the nets do like, you can like kind of say like, you know, most of the NBA is built off of dynamic duos um, and the nets have a true big three. Uh, and I think that's what kind of separates them from the pack in that sense that they have three go-to guys like the Lakers. I'm not saying they're better than the Lakers, but the Lakers don't have that third guy. They have LeBron and AD and that's pretty damn good. But like the, the nets have Harden as their third best player. Or, yes. you know, their third option. I won't say third best play, but their third option. They have 
three of the most clutch players in the NBA on their team. Like it's a matter of we're saying like, who's going to take the final shot. They're going to be mad at each other at the same time. Like who cares? Like all three guys have that ability to hit that final shot. So it's just like, I don't know. We This isn't the Nets podcast, but I'm, I'm very curious to see how the rest of their year goes. I, I think they're going to do fine, but it'll be interesting. Real quick, Dante, their success is going to be based off how Kyrie. It's all about like, Kyrie. I, yes, because he, he won't great. take a, he won't take a back seat, but there are times like James Harden, in my opinion, should be their number two because James Harden yeah, no, does way you. more I'm than what you. Kyrie does. That's and he doesn't I, just force shit up. Like Kyrie, why, um, Kyrie will just shoot. If he's one for 25, he'll keep shooting. Like he'll screw his yeah. team over just to satisfy himself. I mean, look what he did in the playoffs against the Bucks. He when he went like it was eight for twenty two or something. He goes I'm seven for twenty two like to eight he, to twenty two. Yeah. Um. No, I hundred percent agree. That's why when I said initially third best player, I took it back. Um. I said third option instead because yeah. I, I mean, I think Harden's better than Kyrie. Yeah, um, he's the second. He should be the second go to option because Kyrie. It, it it is true. Like their success is going to be based off of when he knows to take the back seat, and he he really doesn't know when to take the back seat. Oh, he hasn't been good at doing that in his career. I think Kyrie is more talented than Harden. I just think Harden is an all-around better player. Mm-hmm. I just think just what passing, his ability to get to the free throw line, hit threes, all the way he scores is, I mean, Harden's going to go down as one of the best scorers that the game has ever seen. Um, but there's barely anyone more talented than Kyrie. But like you said, um, I think Katie and Harden are perfectly fine. There's going to be no issues with those two. It's going to be a matter of what Kyrie does and how he handles everything. Um, And so far, you know, the team hasn't imploded yet, but the the year is still young. So we'll just have to wait and see. But um, yeah, that's all. That's all I really have to say, Ryan. Do you have anything else to uh, close out this episode with? We've been, we had a long episode today, didn't we? Yeah, uh, we did. It's just just under an hour, probably. Yeah, we had a I, lot, but we had a lot of things to talk about. I I would just say, um, I'm hoping to see. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that Tatum is going to be hot tonight, but I think he's going to have a good game. I think he's going to have a little bit of rust, just to be honest with you. Just from, yeah, um, COVID. I mean, what what it does like to conditioning and everything. I think he'll be a little bit rusty, but it's okay. Cause we got Jalen Brown. Yeah. I'm excited don't... for the Zach Levine matchup also. No one should have high expectations for Tatum tonight simply because he is not going to look like, I mean, or I'm assuming he's not going to look like he is. I'm not expecting him to, because like you say, he's missed two weeks of basketball. He hasn't been able to really practice because when he had COVID, you can't practice. Um, and you know, the conditioning part too, as well. So, um, I mean, he could have played, I mean, he was cleared a few days ago, but he couldn't play because of conditioning. Um, yeah. so it's just, we'll see how he plays tonight. Um, not expecting too much, but I Tatum's back. That's all that matters. Yes. Sir. Um, but yeah, so that's all I really have to say. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, like always, we appreciate your support every single week. Everyone that tunes in and listens to us. Um, my name is Dante Toro. You can follow me on Twitter at Dante on deck. You can find, um, chasing banners. Uh, you can find my other podcast, Tommy points on there as well. You can find that on YouTube as well. Um, you can check out, um, my blog. You can just check out my page, just check out my Twitter in general. You can find all sorts of NBA Celtic stuff. Chat with me. Talk to me. I'll, I'll talk basketball with you. And, uh, Ryan, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? You can find me at 401 Sheehan on Twitter. You can also find my own personal podcast, Sheehan's world. 
Uh, I bring on a bunch of guests there. I just had Steve Perrault on last week. I had Pat Lane from Pat's Pulpit uh, this following week. I have a big guest coming up this week, my uncle, who is just multi-talented and one of the OGs of the snowboarding industry, surfing industry, all that. So um, I'm excited for that. But you can find that uh, Sheehan World Pod on Twitter, Sheehan's World Pod on Instagram. And yeah, and that's about it for me. That's really it. That's all we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for joining us once again. We'll be back next week. Um, we're probably going to be actually no, never mind. We're going to keep posting on Mondays, but we're the recording days. We might we might change it up a little bit, but yes. we'll be back here next Monday. You'll be able to listen to us again. But thank you guys so much. Like always, uh, stay safe, stay healthy. God bless, and most importantly, go Celtics. Peace go out, Celtics, guys. guys. Peace out. <laughs>